Hello, pet lovers. A warm tail wag welcome to all of our listeners, and thank you for tuning into our podcast, Did Fido Poop Today? My name is Jennifer Maroney, and I am the owner of Critter Sitters and More, and this podcast is all about the health and care of our pet family. Today, we're going to explore all about the care and safety of reptile pets, and I'm really excited to talk about this because Critter Sitters and More, we don't get a lot of requests to care for reptiles, and they are really cool pets. Uh, They can be fun and interesting, low maintenance, and a really cool experience. And I think most people just think, oh, the thing about a reptile is going to sit in a glass cage all day, and it's going to be boring, and it's not going to be something I want to do. Or, you know, I can't stand the thought of feeding live animals uh, to a big snake or, you know, iguanas get so humongous. But the reality is there are so many really cool reptiles that aren't iguanas and aren't snakes and that are really easy to eat and a lot of fun to be around. So uh, what we are going to talk about today is, uh, you know, why you might want to choose a reptile as a pet, uh, what you want to consider when you are selecting the right reptile for your family, and of course, how to keep you and your reptile safe, because I'm sure you have heard reptiles carry salmonella which is uh, something that can make you very sick or another family member very sick. And we want to avoid that. So there are definitely some great tips to, uh, you know, to, to make sure that you're not contaminating your own environment when taking care of your new pet. So let's first consider why a reptile is going to be, you know, a cool pet for the right family. And uh, like I said, a lot of times people think that you just stick them in a cage and forget about them. And that's not really true because you can uh, interact with them. And while they do offer companionship without the demands of a dog, you know, the daily walking, pottying outside, or the cats of cleaning the litter box, uh, and they can be completely content by themselves, they, um, you know, you can interact with them. So uh, here are some reasons why a family may choose a reptile as a pet. Uh, first of all, they are hyperallergenic. They don't have furs and the allergies that cats and dogs do. So if you've got a kid in the house who really wants a pet, uh, a reptile could be a good match just for that. They're exotic. Yeah, they're cool and they're interesting and they have some really uh, neat characteristics about them. And they can be really fun to watch and engage with. You get those little anoles who are zipping around the cage and jumping after the um, crickets or the chameleon. I think chameleons are some of the coolest reptiles that people keep. 
they are so slow and deliberate with all of the what they do you know each moving of the arm and rotation of the eye and tilt of the head is there and so when you throw some crickets or mealworms in the cage it's just amazing and that tongue kind of slowly rolls out and snaps back when they grab it i just thought for me when i was taking care of a chameleon it was one of the coolest things uh that um I, I got to watch and interact with. Um, you know, reptiles are low noise. You don't have the barking uh, day and night. Uh, you don't have uh, the, um, the 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 cat meowing. Um, you don't have the hamsters um, making noises on the wheel. So they're really kind of low noise creatures. Now, if you're feeding them crickets. Crickets can be noisy, so you want to kind of make sure that if you've got a cricket cage, you've got it away from where you might be sleeping or enjoying your evening. Uh, but um, they are, um, you know, they relatively low, no, low, low noise. Um, they, they're not destructive. You don't have to worry about them tearing up uh, your shoes or your carpet or scratching on your furniture like a cat or dog would. Um, uh, and um, and then you can create really cool habitats for them. So, you know, there, there are some really fun things about keeping uh, reptiles as pets. Also, speaking of the habitat, you got to remember, you don't have to go out and get the iguana. You don't have to get the, the ball python. You know, these animals are going to be six feet long. We can keep it really, you know, small water turtles or tortoises, uh, geckos, swifts, um, bearded dragons. I love bearded dragons. They are actually pretty social and they'll sit on your shoulder. They're, they don't want to run away, around and run away. Um, and so they can be a cool uh, pet to interact with and they eat veggies. So, um, you know, consider that if you're not into the crickets and mealworms, uh, let's look for uh, lizards that are veggie eaters. So those are some of the reasons why you may want to bring a uh, pet into the home that's a reptile. Just some really cool things, right? Also, you really don't need any to train them. Uh, so, you know, you're gonna pull them out, you should socialize them, but you're not gonna need to train them. So let's talk a little bit about uh, what you want to consider when you are uh, thinking about bringing home a reptile. First of all, uh, again, if you're looking at some of the larger ones, you do need to remember that they can live a very long time. So do your research. If you're, you know, if you're bringing home a reptile for your 10 year old child, uh, are you gonna be keeping that reptile and having to care for it when they are off to college? So in my experience with my own children, you don't really get to take your pets with you. If you do, you're doing it uh, kind of on the down low. Um, set up. Uh, is going to be expensive. You're going to need a, a very large enclosure. So they have lots of places to go. Some are going to need to hide. Some are going to need to sit up top. 
you know, and look around. You're going to need heat. You're going to need light. Uh, you'll spend a couple hundred dollars on setup. So that's something, you know, to realize. You buy a, a dog, you know, or you, you get a dog from rescue or a cat, unless you're going to a breeder, uh, you, um, the setup for them is relatively inexpensive. And you can pick it up over time. When you bring home a reptile, I like to recommend that you go get all the setup, do the environment, much like you would a fish tank. Get it rolling a few days before, make sure everything's functioning properly, and then bring home your reptile. So it's okay to let it sit there and just be um, you know, ready for them. You're going to need calcium and other vitamins because you're going to be feeding them a limited diet and they may you may not have all the accessibility to what they would normally eat in the wild so you're going to need to make sure that you uh you know you've got all those ready to go as well uh, as far as your environment that you're creating for them you're going to want to make sure that you've got good solid clips on wherever they're going to enter and exit and that is because reptiles are really great escape artists. Uh, some of them can crawl up the glass and push on those lids. And we don't want them out and running through your house. Uh, one, somebody in your house may be a little freaked out. And two, it's not safe for them. And they're not going to have what they need. Uh, you're also going to want to be considerate of where you place the uh, enclosure for your pet. You certainly don't want it near a window or where the sunlight is going to hit it. And you don't want it under a vent or near a drafty door. Uh, you want to kind of maintain, you want to be able to maintain uh, the temperature that is right for them. Um, and you're going to want to check your heat, um, your heat and lights often just to make sure they are functioning properly. Also, I'd like you to consider when you're bringing home an exotic pet that you want to make sure that you know your exotic pet vet and, you know, reach out to them before you bring one home and then set up an appointment once you bring one home to look everything over and discuss what their veterinary care needs are over the years. Just a good idea to be prepared. Okay, so now that you have your, uh, uh, your baby at home, uh, the next thing you want to focus on is how to properly care for them and to make sure that you're not transmitting illnesses back and forth. So, because good hygiene and pet care and, um, and, and handling of your pet is going to be very, very, very important back and forth. I know it's very easy to think that, you know, you're just gonna stick them in the cage and they can sit there for two or three days minus the feeding, but you really want to be careful every time you handle your reptile. And honestly, every time you go into the cage or the, uh, uh, I, I don't really want to call it cage. Let's say environment. Let's stick with the word environment. So you want to make sure that whenever you are in their environment, in their space, in their enclosure, that you are doing things that are going to uh, keep them healthy and keep you healthy. Uh, and uh, again, temperature is going to be one. Uh, you need to make sure you have a thermometer and you're checking 
their heating and light, uh, you know, daily to make sure it's right for them. Uh, in huge increases or drops in temperature can certainly bring on illnesses for them. You are going to want to spot clean their enclosure on a daily basis. And it's not going to be as yucky as a litter box, uh, but you definitely want to uh, make sure that you are maintaining a clean environment for them. So you're going to want to clean up their droppings daily. Uh, if they kick food out of their bowl, if they're a vegetarian, they kick their food out of the bowl, you want to get that out so it's not rotting under the heat and the humidity of the tank. Um, you want to kind of wipe down the, if you've got a glass enclosure, you want to wipe that down and, you know, just keep um, any germs and things off of that. Uh, you also should do a weekly cleaning of their enclosure, which means removing rocks, sticks, those sorts of items and getting them nice and sanitary and clean again. And when you do that, I like to recommend that you either have another family member who is interacting with the pet when you take them out and, uh, and or you have another enclosure already set up that they can hang out in. You don't really want to be messing in their space and moving quickly uh, when uh, they could, you know, could startle them and they might strike or bite you. Uh, speaking of which... Handling them often is going to keep them uh, from thinking that every time you're coming into the enclosure, you're only feeding them. You do want to be interacting with them. You want them to be well socialized with you. Uh, young children or when you're first starting out socializing uh, the pet with your child, you definitely want to help them out and make sure that they are, you know, handling uh, the pet appropriately. You really don't want to hold them up high. If they fall, you don't want to leave them on a table for them to jump off of that doesn't have, you know, a good uh, boundaries for them because an injury is going to be very expensive. So, uh, you know, you just want to be careful of that. Uh, and you want to wash all of your bowls daily. And uh, you want to disinfect them again with a reptile cleaner um, at least once a week, just like you do with the other instructions, other uh, structures in the enclosure. Now, let's talk about, you know, I, I've mentioned handling the pet. When you go to touch uh, your pet, one of the things you want to make sure you do first is clean your hands with a good uh, disinfecting antibacterial soap that doesn't have a heavy perfume. Because what you do not want to do is uh, transmit diseases or uh, chemicals to your pet that could make them ill. So, you know, if you think about it, you, for us women, we have lots of hair care product, uh, lotions, moisturizers, men's, you may be working um, uh, with uh, chemicals uh, or cleaners that could be toxic to them. Of course, you may have hair care product and makeup too. No judging here. But, uh, you know, you just want to make sure your hands are nice and clean and don't have any excess chemicals, scents, or smells that could uh, injure the pet, you know, through skin. Also, something else to think about, you know, essential oils are very popular. 
please make sure uh, that you are not using essential oil diffusers um, in a room with a reptile that could be extremely toxic to them. Um, and uh, also, once you have uh, finished uh, cleaning uh, the enclosure or handling your pet, you want to make sure you wash your hands again, because what we are doing now is avoiding salmonella poisoning. And I've been sick from salmonella poisoning. I actually gave it to myself when I was handling raw chicken one time. And it's the only time I ever would lay it on the floor and beg to die. It was horrible. It was worse than any flu stomach bug I've ever had. Um, it, it was went on for hours. You definitely don't want salmonella poisoning. So not only do you want to wash your hands after every time you handle the pet or you've been in the enclosure, again, with a good antibacterial soap, you want to make sure when you are preparing the food and cleaning their bowls that you're not cross-contaminating your space. And what I mean by that is you don't want to you want to, if you've set your bowl on the counter, here we go. Let me get my thoughts going. If you've set your bowl on the counter by the sink, you want to make sure you disinfect the counter. I like to recommend that you have your own space for preparing the pet food. That is not where you would normally eat. And then of course, you know, use that pet disinfecting, that reptile disinfectant on all the surfaces that are touched all the time. Same thing, if you're cleaning the enclosure in your bathroom, then go ahead and disinfect the tub, the sinks, and any area that you may have laid their items on just to prevent that cross-contamination. Um, so, you know, make sure their food preparation areas are as separate and as, you know, far apart from your food, preparation areas as possible. Um, and I always, and I thought this was a no brainer, but I had somebody say, you don't want to have that pet in your face. You know, we've all picked up a cute little puppy and a cute little kitten and rubbed our faces on their bellies. Don't do that with your reptile. Uh, let's, let's again, avoid that cross-contamination and salmonella poisoning. And as uh, your final tip is, like in most diseases uh, where contamination happens and illnesses, children under five, pregnant women, senior citizens, and people with weakened immune systems run a greater uh, risk of infection. And you should certainly talk to your personal health care provider about um, those issues when you are bringing a reptile at home. So keep in mind, <laughs> you know, reptile uh, uh, keeping is a really cool opportunity. You know, I know we've just talked about keeping yourself uh, safe, but they are a part of some of the most ancient species on earth. Uh, they are interesting in appearance and behavior, and some can be very brightly colored. They live in a large, different uh, type of environments, and they have really fascinating adaptations to water and land. Uh, so 
bringing home a reptile could be a really cool way to, uh, you you know, just bring some interest and entertainment into your environment. And as long as you are practicing safe handling, you've developed a habitat for them that is right for them and that you are um, creating uh, care steps that are going to keep them and yourself healthy. They are an awesome pet to have in your household. Thank you for listening in today. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Want more great tips on pet care and other pet resources? Then head on over to our website, www.crittersittersandmore.com. And be sure to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash crittersittersandmore.com. VA Peninsula.